I'm fresh out of bed, so. <laughs> Perfect. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday. It's Gordy sitting in the rumpus room. We're still under lockdown. Spencer's still hopefully on vacation. I don't know. I haven't heard from him in a while, so he might be dead. We're going to find out and make sure everything's okay with him. But instead, we brought back Justin Moreland. Hey, hello. <laughs> so, Justin, I know that was kind of like I'm slowly dying as I'm like leading all that shit out and hopefully getting it all right. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I'm already half dead. Like I said, I'm fresh out of bed, so. <laughs> there you go. So what's been new since last time for everybody? Um, Literally nothing. <laughs> it's the same shit, different day. I wake up, I either feel good or I feel like shit, and then I go skate, and then that's it. Sometimes I'll draw stupid pictures, but just the same shit. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. This... This might make me come off to be a dickhead or anything like that. But I called you to get you onto the show, right? Uh-huh. So I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I didn't want you on the show. Oh, why? So the reason I got a hold of you is because I was hoping you would be able to get us in touch with the Lizzie. Now, are you able to bring him on? Uh, I mean, he's, uh, we are one. <laughs> Can you do some, like, I don't know, fucking Jim Carrey transformation for us, at least? <laughs> no, he, he, he's my uh, self-conscious. He, he, he's just kind of in my brain. Oh, so it's not like a fucking, like, you rip, like, confulsion, rip your face and shit, and then it's out? No, not unless I get, like, probably fucked up drunk, but I don't drink anymore, so. <laughs> I, hey, I don't blame you there, honestly. Yeah, I just, I mean, I used to a lot, but then started feeling like shit, so I was like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> I know in previous episodes, we've said how it's cool, you know, like, Drink, do drugs, quit your job, get a face tat. I forget the third thing. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it was fun until it wasn't. <laughs> until my mental health took a goddamn dive off a cliff. Then I was like, okay, I got to stop. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It sneaks up on you. Oh, uh, no, dude, it really does. Because, like, for the longest time, you're, you know, you're living like that. And it's just, it's, like, normal. And then at some point, your body's like, dude fucking quit and then i mean it's like a slow transition into like not doing it it's not like you're just like healthy a healthy guy the next day but like like it's definitely been a process see and that's like that's a much better way to look at it than how it was for me because for me it was entirely like a performance thing it was like i i can't afford to drink because that's that's not gonna do me any good I hate to bring it because I know a skateboarding show, but for me, it's about being fast on the bike. So it's like, that's not going to make me fast on the bike. No, dude. Okay. That is exactly why most of the, I mean, there's two reasons, but like most of my lifestyle changes were mostly for skateboarding. I mean, obviously the other side was like mental health, but like, I was just, I was starting to feel like completely out of it. There was a year 
I think 2019, I didn't skate for like that whole year. And like, I was losing my mind. I'm like thinking in my head, like, Oh, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to get it back. But I was like, no, fuck that. And then I just kind of like <laughs> learned to skate again, I guess. Cause I, I felt so awkward on a board for a minute there. I was like, man, is it over? Is my fucking party time over? And then I just kind of like, I don't know, I got back to it. And I'm like, I'm not where I want to be because like 2015 is, I think, my best skating. But like, I'm getting there. So like, I guess I'm cool with it. Well, that's what's rad is all you really have to do is get out and do it. Yeah, but where I was during that year, there was like fucking nowhere to do it. Like there was this real ghetto ass skate park that sucked ass and then the only other option was uh it's a place called contact skate shop it's a really cool shop really cool people but you have to pay to skate and like i can only do that so much before i'm like what the fuck <laughs> no i know, i definitely know that like I, I i liked uh supporting them and shit but like 20 bucks every day it's too much well, at a certain point, you got to look at it. It's like, do I skate or do I eat? Right, yeah. Which actually, that kind of... I wasn't even planning on talking about this shit with you. But that's the nature of this show, right? Is we have an idea and then we never even fucking touch on it. So I'm sorry, everybody listening. But this is probably more interesting than what I was planning. Mm. But that kind of brings up how... Spencer and I have talked in the past how, like, we need to bring, like, drugs and drinking back into skateboarding and, like, that whole thing of, like, the early Baker stuff and piss drunks and whatnot and Dustin Dolan still living the rock and roll lifestyle when everybody else kind of, like, fell out of that. But it's kind, it's kind of better. Like, realistically, it's a lot better for these guys to, hey, we're not living that way anymore and... They're not, like, inspiring kids. Like, when I was a kid, like, I just want to go get shit-faced and jump off of stuff. <laughs> right, yeah. It, it's kind of crazy because, like, those are, like, my role models in skateboarding growing up. So it's kind of crazy that, like, I didn't end up doing worse shit than what I did, you know? It was pretty tame for me. I think that's the thing that we have in common is we're both just little bitches when it comes to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I was getting wild there for a second, but when it came to skateboarding, I was like, okay, I'm skating. Like that's, and I, like, it never really interfered with that other than like eventually taking a toll on me and fucking shit up. But like, if I was skating, I was skating, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing they don't tell you. Cause there's a, there used to be the common advice and I don't know, maybe it's just like me thinking this, but it used to be the thing where, like drinking, like alcohol in particular, and you you even saw it with like marijuana and well, not like cannabis, cannabis and everything, where it was looked at in skateboarding as a performance enhancing drug. Yeah. When in reality, at least in my cases and everybody that I've actually seen, and you see this movement with like a lot of these guys, like some of those earlier piss drunk guys and whatnot, where it's it very clearly is not a performance enhancing drug at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, see, it's weird. Cause like, I mean, Dustin Dolan, that guy kind of thrives off of the alcohol. It's really weird. And then, but I think it kind of boils down to like some people, at least with weed, they're, they're just, they operate better. Like they're more functioning 
And like I, it's happened to me before, but it wasn't a constant thing. Like it, like if I smoked before I skated, like bef- like if I'm just sitting on my ass and I smoke, and then go skate, I feel like a total sack of shit. But if I skate first and I'm in the mood and then I smoke, then I'd be like, I don't know, I I, I was like feeling it more, feeling skating. But it was such a, I have such a weird relationship with it. I don't really, I mean, I don't smoke anymore. So I just was just kind of like fuck it. I just like being sober. And, like, the last time I got drunk, I remember just, like, puking at the toilet. And I'm just like, what is this doing? Like, I don't want to feel like this. What am I doing? It's like, alcohol is just, like, poisoning your blood. Like, that's all it is. You're kind of just, like, poisoning yourself. And I was like, if I want to, like, prolong my skating, I got to, like, treat myself like an athlete. And I've made, like, like a whole bunch of changes to do that. I'm still not – I feel like I don't treat myself how I want to yet, but, like, that's just part of the process. Well, the phrase you said there, like treat yourself like an athlete. That's kind of the big thing that I'm seeing. Cause again, like how I mentioned for me, it wasn't even skateboarding. It was like, I want to be as fast as possible on the bike. And I wonder if this is going to be a good thing that comes from things like skateboarding in the Olympics and skateboarding being actually viewed as a sport because yeah, there have always been guys who've taken it very seriously and whatnot. But I wonder if now, since it's deemed a sport, if you're going to see some more traditional sport-like qualities, like you're going to see things like training and whatnot, and that's only going to push things to levels that it's never been. Like take Dustin Dolan, for example. Like with, I, I feel bad because I don't actually know him, so this could all just be me making shit up. But like the character of Dustin Dolan that I have in my head and that we've kind of described could he possibly be like a hundred times better if he didn't drink and he spent a lot of time specifically like focused training on doing such and such, you know? Right. That's, and that's the thing. Like I get, we'll probably never know. Cause he's like, I mean, he's still killing it, but like he doesn't have much time left in the, as a pro I, I think, but like kind of goes back into growing up with it. Like I really wish like that, I grew up in, I guess, this era where, like, it's more accepted as, like, being an athlete with it. And because, like, growing up skating, I was fucking eating junk food and McDonald's and a whole bunch of nasty shit. And I, I kind of wish I was, like, in athlete mode from the start, you know? Oh, most definitely. That's the way I look at it. It's like, man, if I took this, this, if I took myself more seriously this entire time. Right, because like there's like basic shit that I can't do on a skateboard, and I feel fucking stupid for it. But like, I mean, it, like there's other shit I can do to make up for it. But like, like something like a like a no slide, dude. I fucking suck at them. I don't like them. I want to do them, but I just suck at them. And I feel like that's such a basic fucking thing. And I feel like if I was like, you know, taking myself serious back then, it would happen. Like I, I can do them. I they're just not the prettiest fucking thing. Well, and this makes me wonder. I almost. I almost feel like I should have got Austin Burns on this call because he'd be a good guy to at. Well, maybe he wouldn't. I'm not sure. But it seems to me that he could be a perfect, uh, what would you call it, like test subject or guinea pig as far as the arguments. Are you aware of Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours? No. Well, in the gist, this is – First of all, I'm kind of going to gut it up just to get everything short. But basically, his whole concept is it takes about 10,000 hours to be a master at anything. Mm -hmm. 
However, people take that and they assume like 10,000 hours of dicking around means the same as his phrase is deliberate practice, you know? And there's a whole system behind that. And it kind of makes me think of when our buddy Austin went down to Tampa and he hung out with like all the guys at the skate park of Tampa and all the professional like Ryan Sheckler and whatnot, all that jazz. I wonder if how much of that, because I see the way Austin skates and I see the way that I skate and he went down there and he came back at this like totally other level. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how much of that actually came down to like focus, like here's what I'm going to do and kind of actually like looking at this as I guess creating an actual process on how to reach the goal as opposed to how I've always viewed skateboarding as more of kind of like a dicking around thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I can only really say on like how I view it. And it's like, I don't know. I just, you know, you, you, you want something, you want to do something and you just got to figure out how to like maneuver your body around this stupid piece of wood you're maneuvering. And like, it will ruin my day if I don't get it. So I have to get it. And then you're just doing it for hours like an idiot. And that's, I don't know, that's how I would describe it. (laughs) Well, and that's the big key is like determining what is and isn't deliberate practice. Because yes, you have to practice like, okay, well, I'll take no slides, for example. Yes, part of that is doing it over and over and over and over and over again. But you also have to look at things from kind of an analytical point of view. It's like, okay, well, here's... Actually, I got to fucking plug the book here. So, and yes, you can invert. There's this whole story about me learning the first invert and kind of how I went. And this is actually, now that I think about it, basically what I'm describing is what I did. But basically, like with your nose slide, you do it over and over and over again. And you have, maybe you have like a spotter, or you have like a coach or you have like a videotape and you kind of, like you make those micro tweaks that you otherwise couldn't do. Because you're not quite, like, when you do the trick, you're not quite aware of these small little things. Right. And that would be, like, the next part of that deliberate practice is, okay, not only am I doing it over and over and over and over and over again, but I'm recognizing, okay, well, here's what I did wrong. Here are my notes on, I'm going to make this change. Now, how does this particular, how does changing this variable affect the entire process? Does that get me closer? Does it get me farther away? And what do I do? have to do from here to go on further? Right. Yeah, no, it's, there's just so much that like little things that go into it. Honestly, my, my least favorite part of it all is the mental battle as you're doing something. Cause I mean, me, I have anxiety. So I'm like naturally just overthinking things and it really pisses me off when I'm like midair, mid flip. And I'm like, uh Oh, I'm going to probably hurt myself. And then, you know, you don't do it, but in my, like, I know I can just do it. And it, it, and it really makes me mad. Cause like, there's, there's tricks that I used to do all day, every day, like hard flips over the hip. I can still do them, but I'm so in my head about them. Cause I haven't done them in a while. And like, that's like the most infuriating thing. I think is just like having something unlocked for so long. And then like, you're just in your head and just can't do it. Or like when you like, you almost get it first try and like, okay, I got this. And like, every other try after that, you're just strained further and further away from whatever the hell you were doing. Well, that's the kind of thing that beats you up more than anything is when, 
even if it's not true, it's just feeling like, why is this getting worse and worse and worse? Right. It's it's like super discouraging because like you're already kind of in your head, even when you're close, you know? Well, let me ask you this then. How do you deal with that? Um, well, I, I kind of exclusively skate with music in like, uh, Brandon's been giving me shit, but like, I need it to like tune everything out. And it's because one of the, the first, like when I first started skating, one of the like better tips that I got was to like, not think about it. And I think it like, I think it's true. I think you just need to like stop thinking about it. Cause you can do it. You've done it. You do, just need to do it. And like, just let the skill take over. And so like, I'm basically just like, I mean, I have like a little ritual before I do stuff. If I'm like really tweaking, I'll like, like, you know, tap my board or like, I, lately my thing is just like i just tell myself like do it do it, do it just fucking do it and like i look like a tweaker but like i'll do it whatever zone out land it and then i, I like once you get over that initial hump kind of just start flowing after that so that's kind of how i deal with it i don't know so where did you get that advice to not think about it by chance uh, funny story actually from this kid that didn't even skate like he was trying to skate and he thought I was cool, and so like he'd like he'd try to hang out with me, but he was actually a little shithead because he stole my fucking iPod. But uh, he was just like, "Yeah, man, just don't think about it." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then like that kind of just worked because if you think about it, you're kind of like overanalyzing everything. You know, you're overanalyzing your foot placement, how hard you're jumping, how to flick the board, how powerful to flick it, how to catch it, how to land. There's just, there's so much going into it as you're doing it. And me, I'm just naturally like kind of overloaded with, you know, just sensory bullshit. So I'm just like, okay, that works. I'm just not going to think about it. I'm just going to flip it, hope for the best and just fucking do it. Yeah. I mean, and that the reason I asked that is because it's kind of, it's really funny because that's basically how I've always gone about things. Granted, I don't use music for me. It was always talking to someone yeah i mean oh oh, don't get me wrong that shit helps too like i'm not like completely drowning everyone out like if i'm like waiting to go i'll talk to people and shit because like that's half of the fun is just like the hype like if i go to the park and there's no one there i don't want to do a goddamn thing but if there's like if there's like a park full of people i fucking like love the energy and like people are hyped and like i love like weaving in and out of like people like i love like the dangerous aspect like i could get creamed by a bike but it's fun, like, it's kind of like going through traffic, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely get you there. It's just, like, more lively. We're going to take a quick little break here because I have to check to make sure that my rice isn't a total disaster in the other room. Oh. So I will be right back. Well, we will be right back, rather. All right, so my rice isn't a total disaster. I, it would have been a disaster if I made it. <laughs> I, dude, for some reason, I just fucking hate making rice. It always comes out bad. It's like the easiest thing ever. I know. Well, I mean, if I, like a rice cooker, I guess. But like, I just I don't have the patience to sit and stand in one area, so I get like distracted, and then by the time I like come back to the rice, it's fucked. You just gotta set a timer. I know, but like, I, it's weird. I'm weird, man. Like. My least favorite part of skateboarding is setting up a board. 
like if I had the money, I would pay somebody to set up all my boards because having to sit there drives me crazy. I gotta go. Like I gotta like start moving. I would do that for you. Hell, that's like my favorite thing ever. Well, like one, like one, it just it bugs me. Like I said, sitting there, but like for some reason, every board I've ever had, the last bolt that I need to get off or on doesn't work anytime, and it's just like. I don't get it. I don't get how it happens every time. And it's so infuriating. Man, I'd be, be cool for just doing the grip. Honestly, the grip tape's the only part that I have fun with. I don't even have fun with that. Like, that's why, like, I don't know. Like, I, I hate going to Zoomies, but sometimes you need a board ASAP. And they're like, oh, yeah, you want us to grip it? I'm like, yes, but I am picky. I'm a picky little bitch. So I'm like, it has to be like this, do this. So I'm just difficult. Is shit going down? I think so. I think the city's burning. I wouldn't be surprised out there. <laughs> but um, back to grip tape. So, you're one of those people that just fucking throws the grip tape on? No, I. It has like I always get, I always get shake junk, or if I don't get shake junk, it, it's like just black. But I can't have just black, so I like, you know, doodle shit with silver sharpie, but no matter what I have to be able to read the shake chunk. Like, so I ride goofy. So I have to read it. So, Cause if it's the other way, it'll tweak me out. So like, I don't just like throw it on there, but like, so like it has to be a certain way and wheels have to be a certain, I don't know. It's weird. You know, like the pre ritual board shit. Can I let all you guys know about a little pet peeve of mine? What is it? So, it kind of, it's weird to me that you paid to advertise for Shake Jump, but that's not what I'm going to get into. <laughs> okay. The big thing for me, and there's there really isn't anything wrong with it. It's just more, I don't, why would you do this, I guess? But let me first qualify that with plain black grip tape, it's more acceptable for than anything with like a logo or a brand name on it. But to just slap on the fucking sheet of grip tape and to leave it at that, it's, to me, it's like, you, you gotta have fun with it. What is wrong with you? Oh, you're talking about getting crazy with it. Not even getting crazy with it, but anything. Like, just a line or the class of, like, a lot of decks have artwork on the top of them. You could, like, cut around that or something. Like, anything. True. But that falls into me not wanting to set up the board. I just want to get it over with so I can go to the park. Well, no, I, I mean, I get that. But I'm talking about, like, people in general. It's like, you could do so much with it. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But I feel like maybe most people also just want to get it over with. I don't know. It's like, Spencer loves doing the shit. Like, he absolutely loves it. And then there's me. I'm just like, no. Nope. I've thought about getting clear grip tape and putting, like, stickers and shit underneath, but I feel like the clear grip tape would tweak me out. Well, let me tell you something. This might be an unpopular opinion, because apparently... Because I had this issue when I would, like, offer to grip people's boards. A lot of people would get that... Would... I don't know if they wouldn't... If they didn't necessarily like it, 
but it, I guess I'm going to blame it on like the internet and feeding kids these ideas, like these ideas that aren't true. But I'm going to tell you something about clear grip tape. Whatever anybody tells you, it's not magically worse than any other grip tape. Yeah, see, I've always wondered that. Like, I've never really heard anything about it. I just always thought it looked like less, like it had less quality. I mean, like, like any grip tape, you can get it in different grits and all that. And yeah, that can be a thing that matters and all this jazz. But like to say, like, you hear the thing about colored grips, which because yeah, they got to add these dyes to it and it ruins it. It's like, no, honestly, man, it's the same as using wax. The reason you're using it on a rail is because you suck. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, think, I think you could skate anything, really. Like, I, like Tom Penny skates in Tim's. Well, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't really matter. Right. I think you could get used to anything, really. It's the process of getting used to it. Like, I fucking hate new shoes. I hate it. Getting used to them. But eventually, it starts working out. See, and I've always been a firm believer of after 10 minutes, you don't notice these micro differences. Ah, man, it's like a it's like a two-week process for me. If I change anything, it's like tweaking me out for two weeks. You just got to stop thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> but I that, mean, that's that... the thing. It, t- it makes it hard, too, because like I'm noticing a physical change in motion with the way it's like interacting with the grip tape and the shoes. Like There's more resistance you like have to change it the way you're doing it all over again until you get back to normal it's just like i don't know it's super annoying but you're right just like stop thinking about it and i'm not saying that there isn't an actual difference there it's just like after a while it's like okay well i totally forgot about that or like let me ask you this justin do you notice the like micro fractions of a difference in board width i do yeah well, it depends on how micro we're getting. Like, for for most basic board sizes, I'll feel it. It'll tweak me out. Um, but I mean, like, if it's just like a very micro change, probably not. But with sh- with shoes, it's like uh, you never know what you're gonna get. Like, but like the Goldilocks zone with shoes is when the rubber starts becoming one with the suede. That's when the shoe starts working for me. I like the way you said that. Like, it becomes one. Yeah, it becomes whole. (laughs) Well, because, like, brand new shoes suck ass. And then anything past that Goldilocks zone, you know, it's just, it starts becoming trash. So it's, like, right when it, like, starts, you know, wearing away into, like, one. That's, like, the perfect feeling. Man, you gotta do what I do and just mooch off all the other homies. Because have I said this before about how skateboarders are weird and fucking sneaker freaks? Oh yeah, I mean I absolutely am. I got I got like at least five pairs of shoes in storage that I'll never wear, but I just need them. Well, here's the thing, and everybody listening, okay, if you're one of the people that I ask, tune this out, cover your ears, Justin, you're one of these people. Can I tell you that I've only paid, as far as for skateboarding shoes, I have only paid $10 in the last five years for shoes. That's insane. I've probably spent hundreds more than that. (laughs) Well, you want to know my secret? Mooching? Which I don't don't find anything wrong with that. If somebody's like, I got some shoes that I'm trying to get rid of. 
Well, that's a, what size do you wear, Justin? Uh, ten and a half. Okay, that's a little big for me. Never mind. But um, but that's basically how it's because skateboarders are fucking. I've noticed this. Skateboarders are fucking sneaker freaks, and they hold on to these. They get these shoes. And they decide they don't like them within like a week or two, or for whatever reason they got. I I want these shoes instead. So they have these shoes sitting around. So I. I look at it, I mean, I guess technically it is mooching, but I look at it more in comparison to dumpster diving. It's more just, like, reducing waste and recycling. Yeah. But, like, I'll, like hey, you know, I wear, for anybody listening, if you want to send me shoes, I wear a 9.5 to 10. I can make either one work. But, <laughs> but like, I put it out there. It's like, hey, you know, I... Anybody have a pair of shoes right now? I don't care if they're brand new. I don't care. I have gotten brand new shoes before, which is fucking crazy. It's like, why'd you buy them? But, um, I don't care. Like, I just need shoes. If you guys have shoes lying around, I don't care if they're beat up, if they're in better condition than the ones I'm using. Because I'm using them for skateboarding. I'm not using them to, uh, I don't know. Right. But, yeah, I've only had one pair of shoes that I've paid for in the last, like, five years. And... It, they only cost me $10, and Spencer, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I probably have at least five pairs of shoes that some random skater just threw me. That's saying, like, yes, somebody has to buy the shoes. Right. But that is your Gordy's tip of the day on how to get by cheaply. <laughs> just find somebody else. <laughs> Pretty much. So, since I know that Prince Lizzie is out there, we're going to ask him some questions. First of all, what's today's rep tune of the day, if we're going to plug that? Oh, man. What what the hell was it? I it, Every song feels like one song. I'm trying to remember what the hell it was. Um, man, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember off the top of my head. Didn't you, like, just do this a couple hours ago? I think so. I either do it exactly at 12 or when I wake up. The other thing is, to kind of pull this back to the whole, like, drinking and all that jazz, is that how the Prince Lizzie came to be? Was it something that, like, you didn't, like, you were doing all this shit, and then next thing you know, this thing starts growing in your head like a tumor until eventually it took over half of you? Or... No, it, I mean, what it ended up becoming now i guess kind of spawned from that crazy time but like it didn't start off as that it was just kind of it started off i think we went over this last time it was just like an instagram name and then eventually it just kind of like party face definitely fed into it yeah like we to kind of confirm with you we did we did talk about like the actual creation of the name and the character a little bit Oh, not to cut you off. It's it's a majet. Oh wait, no. God damn it. It's good old fashioned nightmare by Matt and Kim. That was that's today's song. Is that the one where it's like No, that is daylight. That's the only song from them I know. Yeah, that's like that was her big one. I think I saw it in like a Walmart commercial or something. Probably they make. Pretty simple TV safe music, but it's catchy, so whatever. So before we kind of wrap things up, I want to get into something a little wackier, I guess. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Wait, do you hear that? No. 
Is that the sound of wackiness? Well, in case everybody listening can hear it, that's my rice. We're going to be back one more time. All right, guys, I'm back. My rice is off the burner. I got my pig iron here. Justin, how was your break? Um, it was good. I sat on the floor because my phone was about to die. So I had to um, find a charger. But my charger is tweaking. So I am on the floor, and I have smushed my phone in between a wall and a children's toy. So that it, it charges. So... Like I mentioned before, we don't have much time before we have to go, everybody. So I feel bad for taking the break to get my rice, but I'm sorry. I'm hungry. My tummy's been going this whole time. But since I've got you and the Lizzie here, would you like to write a quick little story for the lizard? (laughs) What do you mean? Like, anything? Yeah, we can just kind of kick it off and, like, because he skateboards, right? Um, sure. If I make him. <laughs> he doesn't like to, but I mean, I can, visit, I, I can force him to. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So, once upon a time, there was this little fucker, and his name was the Lizard Prince. He was... Was he pretty? No, he's... he's I mean, he's a, a seven. Yeah, he's a seven. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. It's not the best, but whatever. Beggars can't be choosers. And he really wanted some white rice. And he heard that this mysterious figure, the lurker, had a shit ton of rice. And so he he went to his uh, his weapon hoard, and he got a giant jazz gun that shoots up jazz. Ooh. Yeah, and uh, he doesn't have a permit for it, so don't tell anyone. He's trying to keep uh, keep it low. But uh, he went to the lurker's house, and he completely annihilated this man with just pure jazz. It filled the lurker with so much joy that he was too busy boogieing that uh, the lizard prince stole all the rice, and he ate it all, but he ate too much, and his belly exploded, and he was rushed to the hospital, but it was too late, and he died. How did he feel about the fact that when he came to the lurker's house looking for white rice, only to find the the rice in the pot was all brown rice? Well, he wasn't very happy, but he was on such a, a, a manic conquest that uh, he couldn't see through. He couldn't see through the brown charade. Yeah, like you get too deep. Right. And that's ultimately what uh, exploded his belly. It wasn't necessarily the uh, influx of rice. It was uh, an allergic reaction um, swelling up the stomach tissue. And that's kind of what did him in. Um, He's kind of an idiot, kind of stupid fucking idiot. But, you know, that's what happens when you uh, break in people's houses and shoot them with uh, jazz. Well, and the worst part about this, because I remember reading about this in the paper. Oh, yeah, it was big news. (laughs) Well, the crazy thing was, if I remember, I think it was the Party God and Fifth were there, and Ghost Baby, Ghost Baby actually was the one that, like, found this, but I remember reading about after Lizzie's stomach exploded on the operating table, 
They discovered a crazy little glowing coming from the fucking, like, what do you call it? Like, the giant fucking, like, alien hole. Except for instead of the alien popping up, there was, like, a glow of light coming out of it. To which Ghost Baby, who happened to be in the operating room, basically as a student watching over, Ghost Baby kind of looks in there and is like, wait a minute, shit's fucking crazy. So calls over to Fifth and Party God and look, like, looks at them and is like, okay, hey guys, we, we gotta, this is gonna sound crazy, but we gotta get in here and check out what's going on. Because his stomach, it was like so huge from expanding before the explosion. So Ghost Baby, like, reaches his hands in there with his, like, the backs of his hands together, you know, so you can, like, pry apart like you're swimming. Right. And pulls apart and goes into there. And it leads Ghost Baby and the gang through the stomach, which turns out to be some kind of, I guess you could say, portal with the light, which leads them through the stomach coming out of a sewer pipe in real-life New York City. <laughs> this sounds like the plot of one of those fucking movies where they take a cartoon and bring him to live action, but, like, in order to get to the real world, they always have to go through some stupid fucking portal. <laughs> well, and that's the trope I was going for, because it's my favorite thing, because it's always a fucking sewer pipe that leads them into real life modern day new york city yeah it's a sewer pipe or a portal or if it's fat albert he just kind of comes through the tv oh yeah but but same same thing it was real life modern day new york city oh yeah it was (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that i mean like i guess if you're going to turn up in a city well maybe not but like new york city like because of everything there it's like I guess you're more likely to turn up into real life New York City. Well, yeah, it's just kind of the place to go. You know what's funny? I was, that's so weird. I was listening to uh, Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys, and I was drawing. And when, whenever I draw and listen to music, I'm like kind of thinking of an animation in my head. Yeah, you were thinking about how they actually lived in real life modern day New York City? <laughs> no, I was thinking how, like, like how the lizard was like on an alien planet and like the people saying intergalactic, another dimension were like the fucking aliens and it starts zooming them out into a portal. But it's so funny. You say this because in my head, when I was drawing it, where he came out was actually fucking modern day, New York (laughs) from a sewer pipe, right? No, it was from a portal. From, like, the intergalactic aliens. But, like, it's just so fucking weird you bring that up. Because literally right before you called me, I was doodling. And, I mean, it's probably because the Beastie Boys, I think, in New York when I think of them. But, like, that's totally where my brain shot them out. It's so weird. Have you ever seen, because you mentioned intergalactic. And, guys, we're going to wrap up here because we've kind of pushed time a lot farther than normal. But... Have you ever seen the video part? Because I actually used that song for a video part that I filmed with Alec Burns quite a few. Okay, have you seen the intro to that? I, I mean, I probably have, but there's, I mean, throughout the years, there's so many videos of you. I, I can't really picture which intro it is. So let me, to paint everybody the picture, There's the, the intro is longer than the video itself. As it should be. And the intro, I bought, 
I ended up purchasing a wig. Wait, is this the Border Bully? No, but it was filmed at the same place as the Border Bully. Okay. Which, for everybody listening, the Border Bully was a, I guess, a pilot to a series that we filmed that didn't get anywhere after the little pilot episode. Because we actually had, like, a whole thing planned on it, but we can get into that in another day when we get Alec on the show. But I purchased this wig, which I wish I still had because I had so much fun with that wig. (laughs) But it's this basically, like, concept of me being trapped on an island. And hilariously enough, there's this fucking goof in the back where we accidentally get some people, like, in the background if you look. But basically, me being stranded on an island, and I end up finding a skateboard. But then it's this, like, five-minute-long intro of me, like, going through trees, like, in the fucking, like, dunes and the sand and all that shit. And then I run down one of the fucking, like, dune, like, big-ass run. And actually, we kept this clip. But as I'm right, because you can go really fucking fast running down those dunes, everybody who's never run down a dune. Yeah. Because it's basically, like, running down a mountain, except for you have nothing to stop you, and the ground is, like slowly, like, avalanching underneath you. Yeah, it's kind of like a conveyor belt. Yeah, and you, like, pick up a shit ton of speed. Well, I get down that, like, I'm running down this fucking thing, and I, like, trip and fall and, like, roll down the entire hill, like, <laughs> like somebody falling downstairs. But we kept that in the video, and there's this whole thing of me, like, playing in the water, and me, like, using... Because I'd obviously been on this island for years with the, like, hair and the beard and everything that grew. Right. But there's this thing where I'm using a stick as a curler for my hair. It's ridiculous. I'm going to link to the video. Don't watch the skateboarding part because it's kind of lame and we kind of, like, piece that. We threw the skateboarding part together, like, really quick just to get everything. Just so we had a reason to use this footage we filmed. Right. (laughs) No, I've been there. But I'll link to that in the show notes and everybody can check it out. Um, just Justin, is there anything else you wanted to say before we head out? Um, wear a mask, because I'm tired of quarantine. <laughs> Actually, for fucking real, that shit's scary, guys. Like, I'm so, why is it a political thing? Just wear a fucking mask, dude. I want to go outside, because they're talking about shutting the parks again, and I, if the park gets shut down again, I'll probably just jump off the lighthouse. Well, it's because of the whole... The U.S. is a fucking shit show right now. Yeah, well, kind of, isn't it always? Yeah. <laughs> but I guess, guys, um, we got merch, tinyurl.com slash W-I-Y-E merch. You can find t-shirts, hoodies, we got pop sockets coming, all kinds of wacky stuff, or you can go on Amazon and search Wooden Your Ear Skateboarding, you'll find all of our shit. You can find us at Wooden Your Ear Skateboarding on Facebook, Twitch, yada, yada, yada. We're going to do streams again here soon because the book and everything's coming good. And there's top secret project. We're getting to the part where we're going to actually start putting some stuff into that. And it's going to free up some time for me to do the streamings again for all you guys. I'm planning on doing 720 here for the next stream. God, when I do that rambling stuff, I always forget like what all I have to say and keep going. You're a busy guy. Justin, do you want to say the stupid thing? Uh, what stupid thing? <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, here's a stupid thing. Buy my art so I don't have to work a real job. That's pretty where, stupid. Where can people buy your art? 
Um, you just talk to me. I'll figure it out. I need to make an Etsy still. I haven't done that yet. But uh, talk to me, and we'll figure it out. We, it could be like a drug deal. If, you know, if, uh, 20 for a print. I show up at your house in a shady van, and uh, I give it to you. And then, and then you have it. And then I have 20 bucks. And then okay. uh, I can buy rice.